the Venus 10 Best Days of Summer sale event is going on right now. Whether you're headed out of the house or enjoying a summer staycation, Venus wants to celebrate our favorite time of the year with you. We've marked down hundreds of our most popular fun, sexy swimwear and fashion styles, which means you get to celebrate summer with up to 70% off. That's right, Venus's must-have swimwear and fashion up to 70% off. Just go to venus.com or download the Venus app to celebrate the 10 best days of summer with Venus. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of When I Was 13. Today, we are in conversation with an entrepreneur who is also a molecular geneticist. Aparna Sapra, our guest today, is the co-founder of Stellar Gene and an alumni of the prestigious Indian Institute of Science, Bangalore. Aparna has been a Marie Curie Fellow at the Max Planck Institute in Germany. Her startup, Stellar Gene, works for better science and better health. With such amazing academic qualifications, Aparna tells us about how she believes that all 13-year-olds should grab every opportunity that comes our way, from sports to academics. So let's hop on to our time machine and go back to the time when Aparna was 13. Welcome to my podcast when I was 13 and thank you for your time. So let's begin with a quick introduction of yourself in terms of what you do currently and what you like to do when you have some free time to yourself. Okay, so uh, my name is uh, Aparna Sapra and um, I was born and brought up in um, Mumbai but I have my roots in Himachal. Presently, I um, or from the past three years, I have a startup company which is uh, yeah. actually in the field of genomics. Yes, yeah. some genetic yeah. tests. Yeah, I saw the website. Yeah, and we're also developing some um, new products of our own for which we have some government funding. Yeah, okay. So that's where I am right now. Okay, so that's interesting. And what do you do when you have some free time? When I have free time to myself, I play badminton. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Okay. So now I'll take you into my time machine to the time when you were 13. So do you have any idea which year was this? Uh, I looked it up. <laughs> uh, 1989. I was born oh. in 1976. So it's 1989 when I was 13. Yeah. Okay. I so that's long back. It's <laughs> really long back. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember which town or city you were in when you were 13? I was born in Bombay and I uh, lived in Bombay till I was 19 and that was when okay. I moved out. So I was certainly there, very much there in Bombay yeah. when I was 13. So you were in one school throughout obviously. Yes. So um, if a thought ever came to your mind that if you had to change your school, would it be hard for you as you had to go to a different school and then make new friends or start a new, whole new different life so w- would it be hard if you had to change your school yeah i was uh, so my father worked in brc we were in campus um, in a place called anushakti nagar it's like one end of mumbai and uh, i was in the same school from kg to uh, my 12th standard yeah and it's very difficult for me to imagine uh, change of schools 
and i i wasn't a particularly social kid so i think it would have been really tough on me uh whereas if you are in the same school your teachers your classmates all become sort of a family to you you see them go yeah, yeah, you see your teachers getting yeah. old but at the same time i think um, kids who do move around especially for example people from an army background um kids who do yeah. look around, move around have to motivate themselves to develop some so- inculcate some social um, skills and i think yeah. it helps them eventually so there are yeah. plus and minus minus things for both sides but i'm glad i was in the same yeah. school yeah that's nice okay so now that you are an entrepreneur in the field of genomics did you see yourself anywhere in the field of science when you were 13 uh, so you know like i said i was in the brc campus there were scientists to be found everywhere like it was a it was a campus of scientists so oh. it was very natural it was a, it was very natural for you to think of science as a profession uh, okay. and at that time i think it, you must be knowing your parents must be knowing that you know everybody studies were so important everybody yeah yeah, yeah. engineering yeah. or medicine uh, even science pure sciences were not really looked upon as a good career choice okay. but certainly i had a i loved science i all three like physics at 13 we had physics chemistry biology yeah, yeah. and i loved all three of them that's nice okay so what kept you focused on your goal throughout and to, and now that you're an entrepreneur in the field of genomics so what has kept you focused to come in this part of your life so to be very frank arushi at 13 i had pretty much no goals right <laughs> i was just doing what was coming along and okay. i would say even for a very long time after that uh, what i knew then was i liked sciences i liked biology more than i liked maths for sure mm-hmm. and uh, more than perhaps physics and chemistry so i went in that stream the only very strong choice that i made was that after my 12th so this is around 16 years right uh, yeah. after my 12th i i i did not go for engineering or medicine but i went for uh graduation like bachelor bachelor oh, okay. which which was rare at that time if you could get in engineering yeah, yeah. so that was the the first you know choice strong choice that i made which sort of uh, marked out my career in the future but uh-huh. i had an elder sister who was studying medicine and she was so much against it she told me do not go for medicine uh-huh. at all it's <laughs> it's tough but of course she didn't know that phd was equal yeah so so <laughs> so at that point i decided uh, engineering i wasn't too interested i would have okay. gone for medicine or i would have gone for sciences and at that time i took the choice of going for sciences and i think i've enjoyed myself uh, throughout i i interact a lot with clinicians uh-huh. uh, because of the field that i am in right now i i like the fact that they are largely they are looked upon by patients right yeah uh, they are treating human beings so they are looked upon by but i also think that uh, sciences has so much to offer to medicine mm-hmm. and um, uh, the, both of them the medicine as well as sciences should gel in together to yeah. really think good for healthcare yeah so you knew what not to do and now you're happy and uh, happy of what you're doing right now So, yeah, but sometimes I still think if I had gone into IT, I I would have made much more money. And, uh, <laughs> and people, all, most people have those thoughts in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, before the uh, podcast, before this interview, I did some research and I found out that 
uh, your um, company which is called Stellar Gene deals with uh, genomics and technology like microarray. So these two terms are re- new for me. And so could you like tell me about uh, these two terms because I've never heard them in my life till now. Okay, genomics is uh, essentially you, you are anything which has omics associated with it. Um, is essentially looking at a holistic picture. So when you say genomics, it's looking at all your genes, all the genes together. Okay. Uh, so that's why genomics. Similarly, if you look at protein, all of the proteins in a human body together, you would yeah. call it proteomics. And metabo- metabolites are said metabolomics. So that's okay. genomics. So uh, essentially, what we use in our company are tools which um, study the entire genome in one shot. So microarrays, for example, uh, we use them to study chromosomal aberrations. So if you have heard about Down syndrome, where a child has an extra chromosome 21. Yeah, so uh, these tools that we have, these instruments that we have help you in um, sort of finding out whether... Uh, there are chromosomal aberrations, whether okay. it's chromosome 21 or chromosome X or chromosome Y and so on. Hmm. So the whole picture of all your genes or all your chromosomes in one shot. Okay, so how is this uh, useful to us currently and what changes is going to bring us into our future? So the very first example, the very first time a person, I think, is most commonly exposed to a genetic test is, for example, if you look at an expectant mother, she wants to know often whether the uh, the child which is developing is uh, genetically fine because of okay. numerous numerous reasons including uh, hereditary reason or environmental reasons sometimes there are mutations uh, which happen in the developing fetus and as a result mm-hmm. the child is often born with a genetic abnormality so yeah. uh, an expectant mother often gets the fetus screened for uh, the presence of genetic abnormality okay. and at that time these genetic tests are used and sometimes a child is born and it's very obvious that there's developmental delay the child is not able to speak properly is not able to walk yeah is intellectually challenged uh, or has epileptic uh, seizures and all so in that case also the doctor wants to know whether there's a genetic reason for it Mm -hmm. and and so these are one sort of test and then of course there's cancer and we we know now that a lot of cancers are driven by mutations and at in those scenarios also, you want to find out whether uh, what is the mutation and whether there's a, a drug which can be used for that specific mutation and to cure that cancer. Okay, so uh, that was very well explained. Thank you so much. And recently, like now we, that we're talking about DNA and sometime back, not recently, I got to know that in China, the scientists, they're correcting the DNA of the child to make the child like perfect and not have any abnormalities. So, um, is this a good thing in the long run? This is this is a very very uh, very debatable issue, and I think a lot of countries have put their foot down. Especially like I think Europe and most other yeah. Western countries do not allow this at all. Mm. And China is a little lenient for their ethical issues around this. Uh, so I would not get into whether it's right or wrong, but I think what is certain is that it is going to happen. If one country does it, it, it is going to happen, right? If China starts yeah. making a cure for a genetic disorder I, and I have a child who is suffering from the genetic disorder, which will I not take the child or will yeah. I not go to China? I will do that. So yeah, yeah. The ethics will be put aside. So a country yeah. which 
puts these ethics aside and starts experimenting will be way ahead of the other countries who do not allow these things to happen but at the same time it's very important to decide what is right and what is wrong when do you start playing god and when are you still just treating something that is wrong so yeah. the i think i think people should worry about where that line should be drawn rather than saying that we are not going to do it at all okay so um that was very insightful and so now uh, since i got to know a lot about what you're doing i just want to know more about how the world was when you were 13 at that time since my parents obviously they have told me many times that there was only there was a tv but there was only one channel which was doordarshan so uh, what was your favorite tv show in that particular channel oh yeah i i remember sundays used to be special sunday mornings uh, there used to be uh, a lot of serials which followed one after the other there used to be mahabharat i think or ramayan and yeah. then uh, there used to be a sunday movie uh, before which there was spider man there was vikram petal which yeah. i really really liked so uh, yeah we were not spoiled for choice and therefore we liked yeah. whatever we could get that's nice and what was your favorite book at that time i wasn't reading too much i would say but i remember i read a okay. lot of sherlock holmes and uh, yeah. i also read a lot of uh, jim corbett and i loved reading jim corbett because it was that's lovely thrilling the way the way he wrote about the tigers and how he hunted the man yeah <laughs> yeah they they're good books i even i've read a few books of his and uh, since uh, you uh, you told me that you like watching movies what was your favorite movie at that time i don't remember any it struck, <laughs> struck me as special uh, i when i look back i do feel that when we were growing up and i was like 10 11 30 i think i probably feel that that was the worst time for movies the uh, the music the kind of music that was coming yeah. out was was not good the, so uh, few, like 70s 80s i think when uh, when there was amitabh bachchan and rajesh yeah. khanna and you know, there was good music yeah. and then then there was when these yeah. stars were fading away and we were you know like coming into our teens i uh-huh. think it was pretty sad it was pretty sad what ch- i do remember that what changed the music scene was movies like uh, uh, kayamat se kayamat tak released sometime around when i was 13 i think mm. and uh, also there was this movie called ashiki and they had good music so so um, then then things changed a little there were better yeah. movies there was better music otherwise i think we had a lot of chunky pande and that uh, <laughs> uh, govinda and the music that goes along with their movies so so i i'm sorry but i don't remember anything specific no that's okay you don't have to be sorry for that okay and uh, so that was incredible and one more thing i ask in every every single of my podcast is that who was the prime minister of india back then i think it was rajiv gandhi okay yeah 1980, this was 1989 rajiv gandhi yeah or yeah. or the one after rajiv gandhi <laughs> i think so yeah yeah okay okay i do remember that when we were in 10th standard uh, yeah. that was the time there was a lot of disturbance because of the yeah. delhi commission And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, 1989, maybe VP Singh was there, or maybe he he came after that. Okay. So around the time when Rajiv Gandhi was assassinated, uh, was there any impact around where you were living or anything? 
no i don't remember much nothing okay. you know of course there are certain normal things which follow the assassination of a prime minister but yeah. nothing extraordinary no okay. i think bombay was much more impacted by uh bombblas which i think when i was in 12th uh, that okay. was 1993 and 1993 was a bad year there were these serial blasts so i think i remember those and and i remember mandal commission having a serious impact yeah not because a lot was happening in mumbai but we used to see such bad things happening in uh, uh-huh. delhi which was political capital of so, oh, but so uh, that's that's pretty yeah. unfortunate yeah okay So now let's go back again when we when you were thirteen and uh, can you tell me who your idol was at that time? Yeah, I uh, I saw this. Uh, I really tried to <laughs> rack my brain and try to figure out who was I idolizing at thirteen. And uh, <laughs> if if I was idolizing some someone, I have forgotten that person now. So clearly, wasn't a good idol at all. So. Uh, so one reason i think we did not have the kind of exposure that you have these days to people internationally right yeah uh, we we were much more limited to our surroundings and uh, to some striking figures in maybe politics or uh, in movies uh, or sports so mm. uh, i don't think i idolize any specific person for all the traits i do think that i i looked at people and i found something nice in them and i thought that i should have it like i had friends who had mm. a very good control of uh, language and i felt that you know wow i wish i had that or i had friends who were very good in sports as well as study then i thought that yeah. i wish i could have that so um, i think individual traits in people i like but not a, a single person in the whole um so earlier you mentioned that um you also play badminton in your free time so around when you were 13 uh, was there anything you uh, like had fun with related to badminton or something like that no arushi you know and this is something that i regret so much when i was growing up uh, sports was was really not even thought about i remember in yeah. school we had we had this uh, pt period or physical training period where we were essentially let loose on the ground if we wanted <laughs> we took a ball with us or we played random you know great games but nothing no organized sports and okay. the school school did not push it and okay. i think that was really sad because Um, yeah, I, that's changed I, a lot now. So, yeah, like, yeah. in my school, we have badminton and basketball and football. So there are a lot of things that are happening right now. So yeah, yeah that's very positive. So there's a huge change that has come into from your world at when you were thirteen and my world when I'm thirteen. Absolutely. So another thing that I I think that uh, sort of hits me is the fact that when we were growing up. um the best students went for science and then came commerce and then came arts and now i think that you know people who selected commerce and arts were so much more intelligent than us because commerce mm. is driving is is the major yeah. driving force for yeah. everything so yeah. if you're good in commerce who doesn't need a ca i mean every company needs a ca so uh, why were these fields looked down upon at that time i absolutely fail to understand and i yeah. i'm glad that now things have changed yeah. yeah which is a good thing for us now okay yeah. and uh, now here's something that i get a lot from my parents which is advice so could you tell us what advice your parents gave you when you were 13 uh 
I was really good in I'm I maybe I'm boasting a little but I was really good in studies so my parents <laughs> left me alone. <laughs> so so uh, but certainly I think if they had to advise me on something they would have certainly pushed me they they were always saying beta steady well steady well. Okay. and i i think they were so right in that because parents always want to see their kids um, settled well so yeah if at 13 i had told them you know what i want to become a badminton player my chances of being becoming pv sindhu would have been a one in a uh, i don't know million yeah. versus if i had told them that you know i want to become a doctor my chances of success would have been one in 1000 so yeah. certainly you know they have they they are right in saying what they say and we they speak out of experience so you have to value that yeah. but at the same time i think it's very important to follow your passions so um, yeah okay <laughs> okay so thank you for all your answers and now we have reached to the end of our podcast so i have one final last question which is that what advice do you have for me and all the other people listening to this podcast so i'll i'll continue with what i was saying in the in your last question right yeah because your generation has so much more choices so much more careers career mm. options in front of you and you are uh, so much more smarter than what we were at 13 yeah uh, i think you see able to uh, sort of figure out what you want to do or what you're passionate about at the same yeah. time you cannot ignore the fact that your parents are giving you very sound advice on yeah. that you should be steady so that just means that life is difficult for you you have to put in more hard work by pleasing your parents and studying well and ensuring that you have that uh, you know a, a sound career but at the yeah. same time because you want to be passionate about what you really like to you have to also pull out the time to follow that so uh, i think it's double work for you do yeah. not let go of your passion but at the same time your parents are telling you the right thing by securing something by yes. studying well yes work yes. so that's something that uh, all of us get and it's pretty helpful for us and uh, uh, so now uh, we have reached to the end of our podcast and uh, all these memories that you shared with us was incredible and uh, thank you aparna for your time and sharing your memories of when you were 13 thank you for making me a part of this thank you so much so that brings us to the end of yet another episode of when i was 13 I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did putting it together. For me at 13, meeting people and getting to know their world when they were 13 opens up a world that I will possibly never get to know otherwise. Do not forget to subscribe to this podcast on your Android or iPhone. And yes, I am on Instagram and you can follow me on when_i_was13. Catch you soon with yet another interesting conversation on when I was 13.